0: humans weren't made to sit at a desk nine to five come home every night to watch Netflix explore the world for two weeks out of the year have zero creativity have every single aspiration beaten out of them or overdose brains with trash dopamine I saw that and I I really enjoyed reading that (laughs) not because it's so joyous because it's really it's very true. It's very easy to get stuck on these kind of lower rungs of pleasure. And, you know, not that they are, you know, the worst thing in the world and Netflix should be banned. I mean it's it's silly to go to war over those things, because they do some good, I think. I think it's silly to say, you know, all these things are, are all bad. But one of the things I, I think that list does help with what it really talks about is internal static. How hard is it to hear your heart? How hard is it to tune into yourself? And tuning is kind of what I wanted to talk about. The main focus of today is reading a passage from a wonderful book called Zen Guitar. I recommend it for everyone, anyone, and everyone, of course, but especially if you're a musician, if you have some great passion. Um, and I wanted to read a bit from the chapter on tuning. And yeah, he goes in and talks about um, kind of more more literal tuning, tuning the instrument and tuning yourself to the instrument. Pointing out that different instruments will have different sounds. But he, the author uh, Philip Toshio Sudo goes on to say, "Quote: Much more difficult on the path of Zen guitar is finding and is finding an internal tuning." one that brings body mind and spirit into harmony a player must be clear of internal static such as impatience and frustration otherwise the spirit frizzles like a radio slightly off dial your sound must have what the chinese call chiyun i'm sure i screwed that pronunciation up but sympathetic vibrations of the vital spirit it is a harmony that speaks from your heart directly to the heart of the listener. An intangible element that enables us to transcend our separateness and feel the greater oneness. Learn to recognize chi in the music that inspires you, in your favorite paintings, when watching a great dancer or athlete, when you feel that moment of transcendence, when your spirit is uplifted. That's what we're going for. And I'll go on to read a little bit more from that wonderful book, Zen Guitar. You can find it absolutely everywhere. It's a classic. But how much internal static is there in your life? I find it sometimes it's easier, you know, I think all of us find it's easier to focus on negatives than it is positives. And this can be helpful in a sense, you know, what should I do next in my life? It's a big question. Some people answer it faster than others. But it's a lot easier to ask, what shouldn't I do next? And you'll find, if you think about your life, and maybe this is the most positive perspective to take, but it's an interesting one. If you think, what should I do? Well, it's a hard question to answer. But if you sit down and clear yourself of as much static as you can, you know, and that can be running, Just run out the static, that's a great method. Or meditation, washing the dishes, an old favorite. Sitting in a quiet room or listening to a really beautiful, mellow album that just kind of clears your head. Sit down after you've done that. And ask yourself, as honestly as you can, what should I not be doing that I'm doing right now? In my life. And because we're all human, you will find the answers flooding <laughs> to mind. It will be quite quick, but don't to think, uh oh, especially if you're trying to be as honest with yourself as possible, as honest as you can be. Tell the truth to yourself. Think, okay, shit. I <laughs> shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing that. That's probably not helping. And I know it is. And I still do it. Oh, shucks, you know. And that's fine. You know, you'll never be perfect. But there is a certain joy to trying, and you'll find the closer you get to reality, the more joyful life is. And the more painful, by the way. You know, those things we do to numb ourselves, whether the little things, you know, like, well, I don't think they're that little actually, but, you know, sugar, or or media, always listening to podcasts, or watching movies, YouTube, or whatever it is. Those numb us, you know, and they numb us to all the joys of the world, but you don't do those things to numb you from joy. They numb you from all the the sharpness of the world too. And there's a lot to be said for giving all that up. You know, or as much as you can. It's a hard thing. And here's what you could gain, you know, going back, back to the book. A famous Zen story describes the depth of what it means to be so in tune. It relates to the experience of a monk named Ryokan, who returned home one night to find a thief. Living an ascetic life, Ryokan had nothing in his home worth stealing. But he surprised the intruder, saying, You may have come a long way to visit me, and you should not return empty-handed. Please take my robe as a gift. He offered forth the robe from his back, and the thief slunk away. Poor fellow, the master said, gazing at the night sky. I wish I could give him this beautiful moon. To find such harmony within ourselves, with others, with all of nature. This is what it means to think broadly about tuning.